Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Hi there. Today is Thursday, March the 17th. This is the Illuminated Word, and I'm David McLean. Our reading today is going to come from Acts chapter 13, verses 26 through 31. Then we're going to skip down a few verses and read 38 and 39. Paul is preaching here and he says, Brothers, sons of Abraham's race and those among you who fear God, the message of this salvation has been sent to us. For the residents of Jerusalem and their rulers, since they did not recognize him or the voices of the prophets that are read every Sabbath, have fulfilled their words by condemning him. Though they found no grounds for the death penalty, they asked Pilate to have him killed. And when they had fulfilled all that had been written about him, they took him down from the tree and put him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead, and he appeared for many days to those who came with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are now his witnesses to the people. Skipping down to verse 38 and 39. Therefore let it be known to you, brothers, that through this man forgiveness of sins is being proclaimed to you, and everyone who believes in him is justified from everything that you could not be justified from through the law of Moses. So we have Paul here on his first missionary journey. He comes to uh, Antioch. This is not the same Antioch from uh, the earlier chapter. This is a different Antioch. Uh, but he comes, he's going to, to preach here. And It's interesting to note that when he starts preaching this message here in the synagogue, uh, he starts with basically something they can agree on. Uh, he begins uh, with the emphasis on God's covenant with Israel. Uh, that's everything they could agree on. Um, you know, everybody listen and go, yes, yes, yes. Good sermon preacher, good sermon preacher. Um, they could all agree that they were God's chosen people. They were proud to be God's chosen people. But then he starts explaining how the gospel fulfilled that covenant. And that's kind of where they started uh, disagreeing, kind of where they veered off track there, or at least when they were together. And he begins by um, introducing them to Christ by starting where they were. He starts where his listeners were uh, and then introduces them to Jesus. Because he was speaking to a group of devout Jews, and he says also those who fear God, which is usually some kind of Gentile convert, um, he begins by reminding them about Abraham, David, that covenant, uh, and then other themes they'd be familiar with. Uh, he does the same thing when you go over to Acts chapter 17. He's in Athens, which is probably one of his more popular uh, sermons that we all tend to know. Uh, he talks about everything he sees in their city. I've walked around and I've uh, seen all of your statues. I've realized you're really very religious people. You even have a statue to the unknown God. He starts where they are, uh, but he centers the sermon around Jesus and he emphasizes the resurrection. Um, that's the key to this, is the resurrection. Verse 38 and 39, uh, this is the focus of the gospel. That is forgiveness of sins and the freedom from the guilt. They both are available through faith in Jesus. They're available to all people. You know, and I wonder if we truly believe in that freedom from, f- forgiveness of sins and freedom from guilt. That the resurrection is is what changes everything for us. You know, I wonder if we each were asked the question, why did Jesus come? How many could answer uh, quickly? How many of us had to pause for a while? How many would say things like to die for my sins or to live among his creation or so that he can identify with our struggles? And you know, all those answers would be right. But it's not the whole reason why Jesus came. 
Uh, Jesus actually tells us uh, why he came. Fortunately, he answers it. And he says in, in John 10, he's, he's talking about uh, how he is the good shepherd, that he is willing to lay his life down for a sheep, uh, that there's only one way in for the sheep to enter the pen, that's through him. And then he says that as the good shepherd, he has come so that uh, they, they being us, may have uh, life to the full, have a full life, have it abundantly. Did Jesus come to die for our sins? Absolutely. Did he come so that he could walk among his creation and go through what we go through so that we could understand, he could understand our struggles? Ah, yes, absolutely. But that's not the whole reason why he came. It's part of the reason. He came so that we might have life, not just a decent life, but life to the full. And part of this full life is, is eternity with God in heaven, but the full life doesn't start then, it starts today. And Jesus came so that we may have life and have it to the full. And if we truly understood that, if we truly believed that, then we wouldn't have we wouldn't have really these secret identities we carry around. You know, we, we, we put on a mask, we put on a pretty face, we put on nice clothes, and we pretend like we have it all together. But then we live in fear. You know, if we truly understood that the resurrection changes our lives, the resurrection changed the world, the resurrection changed everything for those who believe in him, then we wouldn't have to live in fear. Because we would believe that through Christ, God has given us a spirit of love and power, not a fear. You know, we wouldn't have to live with regret and try to hide our sins because we believe that Jesus said in John 8 that if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. We wouldn't have to hide behind our smiles and our nice clothes and pretend that we have it all together because we would believe that what Jesus said in Luke 5, that he didn't come for the healthy, but for the sick, for the broken, for those who are a mess. And we'd be able to stand up and say, I'm a mess and I need Jesus. The resurrection changed it all. On that day when he was resurrected from the dead, he didn't do it to put on a really cool show for everyone. He didn't do it so that he could walk out and look at the ones who had put him on the cross and say, Booyah, I told you. <laughs> he didn't do it for himself. He did it for us. He was resurrected to a new life so that we would have a chance at new life. You know, just as, as he was buried, so we too are buried through baptism. Just as Jesus died, we died to ourselves. And just as Jesus was raised again to a new life, so we're too raised out of those waters to a new life. And it's not just a new life, but a new full life. But see, if we continue to live in, in hiding and fear and sin, then we mock the very reason why Jesus came to this earth in the first place. And it's not that we want to do that. It's just that we, we might not even realize that, that the way that we might be living isn't the way that God intended for us to live. The fact that we think we have to have it all together and never let anyone in on the fact that we struggle on a daily basis, that's not the way that God wants for us to live. And I can imagine when someone asks me, hey, David, how are you? And I say, I'm fine. How are you? I can, I can see God up there saying, no, you're not. Why are you saying that? What does this have to do with what, what Paul says here in Acts chapter 13? Well, you know, leading up to it, uh, up, up till verse 30, verse 26, 27, 28, some of the things he lays out there, man, that is that's bad. He talks about, how they didn't recognize him, and so they condemned him. They found no grounds for the death penalty, yet they still asked Pilate to have him killed. When they fulfilled all that had been written about him, in other words, when they beat him, when they mocked him, when they hung him on a cross, and when he died, they took him down from the tree and put him in a tomb. Now, I don't want to get too much into it, because I'm start taking stuff from my sermon on Sunday. But, but there's one word in verse 30 that changes everything. 
you know, Paul has laid out some pretty damning evidence against these 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 Jews. You know, hey, remember, you are God's chosen people. Yes, amen. You are part of the, remember the covenant that God made with Abraham. Yes, remember the covenant God made with David. Yes, remember how God, you know, led our people, led the Jews through the desert, how he's provided in the land. And oh, yeah, that's yeah, all great. Oh, and then remember how there was the promise of the Savior. Yeah, yeah, remember that, yeah. And then you didn't recognize him. And so you condemned him. And you killed him. Wait, what? I mean, I can imagine just pricked to the heart. It's almost like going back to, uh, to, to Peter's sermon, where he's telling me, you killed this Jesus that was prophesied. And they respond with, what are we supposed to do? What can we do to make this right? There's one word in verse 30 that changes everything. Paul says, when they had fulfilled all that had been written about him, they took him down from the tree and put him in a tomb. Man, that is dark. The word, first word in verse 30. But. But God raised him from the dead. You were condemned. You were guilty. You did all these terrible, awful things, but God raised him from the dead. And when you get down to verse 38, 39, you've done all these terrible things. You are guilty as charged. There is plenty of evidence against you, but God raised him from the dead. Therefore, let it be known to you that through this man, forgiveness of sins is being proclaimed to you. You were guilty, but God raised him from the dead. And so forgiveness, because of that, therefore, forgiveness and freedom is available to those who believe in him. If that isn't good news, then I don't know what is. Thank you for listening, not just today, but each time you listen to The Illuminated Word. Our hope is that this podcast encourages you each time Maybe you learned something new you didn't know before, but that it would encourage you to continue living your faith as you move uh, throughout your day. And of course, our prayer is also that you would see opportunities that God has opened for you each day to be a blessing to those around you in some form or fashion. And until next time you listen to the Illuminated Word, have a blessed day.